Good Life, a podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. Welcome back to episode three. Just say yes. Just say yes. You always heard just say no, so we changed it. Just say yes. So last time we were talking a little bit about settling into life here in Abu Dhabi back in 2015. Um, And you know, it's definitely a bit of a shock moving across the world to a different country, with a different language, and a completely different culture. Yeah, especially, you know sight unseen yeah and you we didn't know anybody um so i don't know that i felt like true culture shock to the point where i didn't know how to respond to it but there were some things that did surprise me oh yeah that took some adjusting very much so um so what are some things that you remember when we first moved here that were like shocking or surprising uh shocking and surprising probably would be the traffic the way people drive, because you got people driving from all over the, or they're from all over the world, so they drive like they're in their home country. So you get somebody from India that drives like they're still in India. You get somebody that drives in the U.S. that still drives like they're in the U.S. Or, and it's just sometimes it's just like, oh shit, let me hold on to the steering wheel and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, and you know now the driving doesn't bother me at all. No, like I, it seems very normal, but when we first moved here, especially like riding in taxis, I was a bit afraid for my life. Yeah, I'm still afraid sometimes in a taxi. Um, and driving seemed scary, but I mean, th- there's order to the driving here at least. Like, oh, there's yeah. lanes and traffic lights. Yeah, and signals, and you're supposed to use your indicator. About a third of the people do. For American people, that's blinker. Yeah, for American people, that's blinker. But here, it's indicator. I and think everywhere most, else most in of the world. world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so driving was definitely a surprise. But I think the more we traveled, the easier you understand, or the more you understood the way people drive because yeah. you see it. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, you get somebody from Vietnam, and if you've ever watched YouTube about driving in Vietnam, you just close your eyes, yeah. hold your breath, and <laughs> hope for the best. Hope for the best. I got hit by a scooter in Vietnam. It's another story. Um, That's for another episode. But yeah, I think now when we go back to Tennessee um, and we drive there, I have to remind myself like... Uh, Not back at home anymore. We're patient. Like you let people go in front of you. You don't lay on the horn five seconds after the... Or five seconds before the light changes green because that definitely happens here. There'll be, you know, a line of 20 cars waiting at the traffic light and... As soon as it turns green, I think it's even before it turns green, like the 10th car is laying on the horn, like, go, like they could do anything. It's like, and you're still not going to make this yeah. one, so you might as well calm down. So when we go back uh, to Tennessee, I'm a bit, it's a bit funny because driving is so much more relaxed there. You don't have to be defensive all the time, especially where we're from in Tennessee. Um, and when people talk about the traffic there, I'm just like. It's really not that bad, but it's all subjective. It is very much so. But you know, in Tennessee, somebody honks, and you're like, "What? I'm not doing anything." And then it's like, "Oh, they're just waving at me. They're just (laughs) saying hi. Nice. I don't even know them. They're just 
hey how's it going yeah um okay what else shocked you other than driving uh probably going out in public and just hearing all the different languages like you go to the supermarket or you go to a restaurant or you just go get a cup of coffee and you'd hear you know five or six ten different languages yeah it was just from where we were from it was totally foreign to us absolutely so you know like i said you're walking through the supermarket and you hear you know pakistani you're english you hear arabic arabic you hear urdu you hear everything everything you can think of and you know now again when we go back i actually really miss that yeah because you get accustomed to it and you learn i guess your brain somehow another associates words that you know you don't really know them but you know what they mean and you can't speak the language but you go to a market or a mall or something and somebody says something in another language you automatically know what they're saying yeah you may not know the whole sentence but you know a few key words yeah and also like with body language and facial expressions you kind of understand like, yeah. context what's going on uh, but yeah i love all the different languages unless yeah. unless they're trying to explain something to me and it's not in english and then i'm a bit like i don't know what you're saying yeah you can keep saying it yeah. still doesn't help me understand it yeah, and now, so I work in the trilingual environment, so every single day I hear English, Arabic, and Mandarin, at least those three, if not a few more. Um, yeah, and I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, you just, like I said, it becomes part of your life. And yeah, but it did take some getting used to yeah. at first. And, and like she said, you know, once we go back home, you just hear English. You may hear occasional Spanish or something, but it's not everywhere you go. No. I know one summer we went home, and um, I heard a woman speaking Arabic to her mother or mother-in-law when they were shopping. And I had to walk up and I like greeted them in Arabic. And they looked at me like... Like you had six eyeballs. They're yeah. like, what is wrong with but this person? I was person? just so happy to like greet someone in Arabic. And then they realized what I was saying because I'm sure I had my Tennessee accent speaking Arabic. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I think something that surprised me when we first moved here... Um, is that as American, or as Americans, we definitely do things differently than the rest of the world. <laughs> and uh, if you never leave the USA, you're just like blissfully unaware that you do things differently. Very much and so. most countries would say Americans do things incorrectly. Do everything backwards. Yeah. Um, so some examples of that would be uh, the way that we write the date. So in America, we write month, day, year. Yes. Everywhere else in the world writes day month year Year. which actually makes more sense when you think about it i'm sorry if i'm offending any americans out there um but yeah so like if you're making a doctor's appointment or a dinner reservation and you're like well did i make it for february the third or march the (laughs) second i'm either gonna be really early or really late or i could be on time um and then some simple things like tipping Yes. So in the U.S., you know, it's customary to tip 15, 20% out at dinner or out at lunch. And not just here, but in a lot of cultures, like, it's, it's just a, uncommon to oh, tip. it's offensive. It could even be offensive. You're like, you're assuming that, like, they can't pay their bills, so you're giving them extra money, and they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't want your extra money. Yeah. Now, now here, I think tipping has become more of a thing because yeah. it is mostly expats that live here. Um, but it wasn't when we first no, moved here. It was never like, tip when we first no. moved here. I tried it a few times, and you're sitting at the table trying to do the math in your head very quickly, and the waiter or the staff just looking at you like, what is this idiot doing? Yeah. Just or your friends are like, 
don't leave extra money. Yeah. Like if you want to round up, fine, like to the next Durham, but don't leave extra money. Yeah, they just look at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then along the same line as that, something that surprised me when we first moved here was um, so if you're at the grocery store and your bill is 16 Durhams and you're like, they'll just allow you to give 15 instead. Yeah. And they'll be like, no, don't worry about the extra Durham. Yeah, it's kind of like, really? Yeah. Back home, if it was a $16.01, they you would gotta, expect yeah. that one cent. Absolutely. Because why would they yeah, why let would you have you, something yeah. for free? I'm not going to give you anything for free. And then, uh, but also in the same way, if something was four Durhams and I paid five, I no. wouldn't expect a Durham back. No. Most of the time. If like they you just even, leave it. Yeah. Even if they try to give it to me, I'm like, no, keep it. I don't want to walk around with all those coins anyway. Yeah. And that's changed a bit since they've started. That. Yeah, the um, value-added tax here. But, okay, so something else that I had to get used to, and this is something very American, and it's silly, is the numbering of the floors. <laughs> so in America, if you go into a building that has 10 floors, when you walk in, you are on floor, floor one, first floor. And then you go up, you're on floor two, and so on. In the rest of the world, when you walk in, you're on the ground floor. And when you go up a flight of stairs, it, that's the first floor. So you have ground and then one and then two and then three. And then some buildings will also have like a mezzanine level or maybe three parking levels and then floor one. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. So. Yeah. And it gets really confusing because you go or some of the buildings you go into can be confusing because they'll have like five floors of parking and then they'll have residents above it. And it's like, well, I'm going to the 17th floor, but are it's you... actually like the 22nd floor. <laughs> so are you counting the floor, the five floors below that or... Yeah. And then you realize, yes, they are. Yeah. Um, okay. And then lastly, something that surprised me when I first moved here, and I learned this my very first day teaching in Abu Dhabi, because my students so kindly pointed it out for me, um, is that for fuck's sake, we need to learn to enunciate in America. <laughs> I know some people really enunciate. It's probably a Southern thing. We it's like to run all of our words together. Definitely a Southern thing. But I did not realize that my entire life, I pronounced the letter T as a D, like in the word beautiful. It's supposed to be beautiful. And I mean, I've been saying my own name incorrectly for all these years. <laughs> it's Natalie. It's Natalie or Nadley. Yeah, Nadley. N-A-D-L-E-E. No. And here I'm like, oh no, my name is Natalie. Yes. With a t. Yeah. Funny thing to think about um, that we learned back then. Yeah, that you think's normal. Yeah. It's not. No. Um, but I do think that given our circumstances of moving somewhere we had never seen and didn't know a soul and it was so different from what we were used to, that we did adjust fairly quickly. Um, yeah. And like we said in the last episode, I think the thing that that helped us adjust quickly is that with the morning that we woke up here the next day, we were smack dab in the middle of the city. Yeah. We were, we weren't at a, uh, it was a very nice hotel, but it wasn't like we had beaches or anything like that. It we wasn't were, a touristy hotel where no. people would come for holidays. Like no. it's in the city center. And it's a, it's yeah. like I said, it, it makes you just wake up and be like, all right, this is real life now. Yep sink or swim but I think there are a couple other things that helped us to adjust so quickly 
Um, and first is was our mindset. We just had it in our mind that this was going to work. Yeah. We knew it would be challenging. We knew it would be frustrating at times. And oh my gosh, it was frustrating at times. But we were prepared to make it work. And we never let ourselves get into the mindset of, well, you know, if we don't like it, we can always go back home. Which, I mean, I know we could have, but we wanted it to work so badly that we were willing. To fight through everything. Yeah. And I say fight, struggle through everything to to get to where we wanted it to be. Yeah. And, you know, it can be really lonely moving someplace, even if there are a lot of people around, but you don't have family. your family. You don't have your close friends that have become like family from back home. You don't know a single one of your colleagues, like. That yeah. can be really, really tough. But we just said, you know what? We want this. We're going to be here at least two years because that was my initial contract. We had said we would stay two to five years. We're finishing up year six, by the way. <laughs> um, but, you know, we just had that mindset of we're going to make this work no matter what. Yeah. And I think that helped us to adjust because we knew we had to take everything in stride and not try to change it to how it would be back home. Yeah, and that's and I, I we had I think we had that mindset before we left, especially because for one we didn't know which city we were going to be in or which area we were going to be in and we all we went through and made pros and cons of each area that we were going to be in and once we got located into the city, I think we just kind of jumped back into the same mindset of like this is what we want. This is how it's going to be. We're going to make it work. Yeah. As Tim Gunn would say, make it work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then second thing that I really think helped us to adjust is that we chose a very interesting approach to meet people and to get involved. Now, we did not go on some dating website and say, we're looking for friends. No. Although we did consider it, but we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know how growing up, you hear people telling you, just say no. Obviously, they're probably talking about things you should should say no to. We decided to do the opposite of that. And we said, if someone asks us to do something or to go somewhere, yeah, we we'll say, say yes. yes. Think Jim Carrey in that movie, Yes Man. Like karate lessons? Yes. Arabic class? Yes. Sure. House party with 25 people that you don't know at all? Yes. Weekend trip to Bahrain two weeks after you moved here? Might Why not? Well. Yeah. Um, so I think that really helped us to get involved and to meet people quickly because we just weren't afraid. Yeah, we weren't scared to, to like jump out and see who was there and if we could be friends with them. Yeah, and there's there's so many options because so many people are expats here and everyone's been the new person. They yeah. know what it's like and so people are pretty welcoming and there's a ton of opportunities. So when we first moved here, I think like the Facebook meetup groups were really popular. Yeah. That's how you met people. Um, so I, there was uh, there was one group that they met on the Corniche, and they would, like, run and do obstacle courses yeah. with things that were already there. Like, they didn't set it up, but it was, like, a fun fitness type of yeah. thing. Um, one thing that we said yes to was a colleague of mine invited us to, um, to a party. And it was a great Gatsby-themed party. And everybody was like getting dressed up and we we're like, we like barely just have a couch and a bed. So like we don't have money at the time to just go buy costumes. Um, and he was like, oh, he's like, well, there's a pre-party at somebody's apartment and it was in the same building as us. And so I was like, yes, we will definitely be there. And um, at that party, 
we said yes to something that has greatly impacted our life here. Definitely and, has. And that is a running group. It's actually a drinking group. Yeah, that um, has a running problem. Yeah, but at this party, I think there were three or four people from this running and drinking group that we had never heard of before. They didn't even tell us the name that night, but they were like, you know, asking the new people, oh, what do you do here? What do you like? What do you enjoy? What are your hobbies? And we basically had said, Daniel really likes running, and then we really like beer. And they were like, oh, you like running? You like beer? Come, Come with us on yeah. Monday. Come and we did. Come to this place on Monday. And that was the best decision we made because that running group, um, it's called the Hash House Harriers. They're all over the world. Um, that's where we made the majority of our friends yeah. over the years. And it it's people from all places, all ages, all walks of life, all different jobs yeah and i guess there's what six people we met that night five or six people that we met that night that we're still really good friends yeah. with and we i mean stay in contact contact with on a regular basis yeah and also when you make friends with expats because eventually everyone goes their own way you then have friends all over the world yeah you just rook up at you know it's like hey i'm going to australia new zealand yeah. south africa you pick a country and be like hey i got somewhere to stay or let's just somebody, meet up for yeah. a drink. Um, but yeah, we ended up, you know, making some of our best friends over the six years we've been here through that running and drinking group and having some of the most amazing parties and trips and yeah, some of the best nights. parties. Yeah. Um, and then I think I mentioned this in one of the other episodes that saying – wasn't exactly saying yes, but going to that English training when I didn't have a job placement yet. Um, it wasn't really an invitation, but once I found out about it, I said yes to myself. And had I not gone that day, I wouldn't have been placed in the school where I was. I wouldn't have made the connections that I did. And I wouldn't have ended up in, in such an amazing environment with my wonderful boss and my colleagues. Yeah, and you wouldn't have the job that you do now. Yeah, it led to many other opportunities. Not saying I wouldn't have gotten put somewhere else that was equally as good but you wouldn't be in the spot you are no, now absolutely not um and then through the running and drinking group we said yes to going to that weekend trip to Bahrain which is how we really got to know a lot of people spending 48 72 hours however long it was yeah with a group of people and then we also were able to go to the Marine Corps ball yeah which was pretty amazing I thought as that I was like, all right, we're going to the Marine Corps ball. I have lots of family that was in the Marine Corps. Nayla had family that was in the Marine Corps. So it was kind of a traditional thing to do. But doing it overseas, it was pretty impressive because I think there was eight or ten. I don't remember how many people to a table. But at our table, of course, there were some Americans there. We had South Africa, Germany. England. And England at one table. Which is, I thought was just mind blowing to me. Yeah. And that's happened so many other times. You know, like we will be sitting around a table and we don't even think about it now. But if you look back, you're like, okay, there's a table of 12 people and there are 11 nationalities represented. Yeah. That is just amazing. Yeah. Like never, never would we have had that opportunity had we not moved abroad. No. Um, Sorry. But the Marine Corps ball was an unbelievable thing to get to attend here. Um, yeah, and one of the guys that was in the running group with us, he was uh staff sergeant. Staff sergeant, so he was uh, in charge of it all, which was kind of cool to see. Uh, 
he was tickled to death to see so many people show up for him, I think. Yeah, and, like, his parents came over. And yeah. It was just amazing. Um, so some other things that we said yes to. Uh, this wasn't initially, but it's been over the last couple of years. Uh, I joined a group called Girls Gone International, GGI, which is all over the world, but I had never heard of it. And pre-COVID, we would do meetups and events. Um, and I've met two of my closest friends through those meetups. Yeah. Uh, I went to a couple of them. Uh, you went to a couple of the girls' groups? No, I didn't go to a couple <laughs> of the girls' groups. There was a couple of the guys meet up. And they were okay. Uh, and I was definitely the old guy there. So it was okay. Wasn't really something I was keen on doing every week with them. But you met people. Yeah, met people. Still random, r- randomly run into some of the guys. Yeah, I think the meetup groups are a great way to meet people. Yeah, and um, they're much bigger now than they were when we first moved here. Yeah. Um, but So I'm so thankful, you know, that we said yes to those things. Yeah. Um, I do think that the UAE is a very easy place to adjust. They accommodate expats in so many ways. Very much so. Um, basic things like the road signs obviously they're in arabic but they're also in english mm-hmm. so it's super easy to find your way around same with um, businesses restaurants and so forth they have english signage as well as english-speaking employees yep. um, you go to a restaurant the menus in english and in arabic yeah so there's really no problem getting around no not at all not that everything is a cakewalk it does take some getting used to but they, yeah. do, they do make it quite easy for us. And the local people are very generous and welcoming in our experience. Yeah. Yeah, they've been wonderful. So I think the key takeaway is to not be afraid to say yes. Yeah. Don't don't stay in your little bubble because your little bubble's not there anymore because you've moved away. And I think that's what we did. We just kind of like, all right, we'll try it. If it don't work, we'll try something else. Yeah, if we don't like it, we can join a different group or keep going until we find something that we like yeah and I wouldn't say that like always saying yes is necessarily a life motto of ours because it's important to have boundaries and to not overcommit yourself but when we first moved here it really was crucial to uh, like in that time it was like to say yes and get experiences because you know we knew some people that just stayed in their apartments or they would only hang out with people that they met at work yeah or they would only hang out with people from their same country. And not that you can't have an enjoyable life like that, but like, why would you move all the way overseas just to be friends with people that are from your same country? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go out and meet everybody? And, yeah. You know, and I guess it was like whatever this past weekend we were out and shockingly we were around more Americans than what I thought, but we were around people from all over the world. Yeah, every weekend when we yeah. go out, we're always surrounded by a whole bunch of different yeah, people. a lot of different nationalities. Um, but yeah, so I'm really thankful that we've said yes to so many different things. Um, because if we had said no to any of those things at the beginning of our journey, we would have missed out on some of the most amazing opportunities, adventures, and some of the best friendships of our life. Yep. So yeah, there you go. Don't be afraid to say yes. Yeah, I think that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Obviously, if you feel like your life is in physical danger, don't say yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next time. We're going to transition and start talking about 
our travel experiences. So I think we will be in Prague next time. Yeah. So join us for episode four and we'll take you to Prague with us. See y'all. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.